Okay, Harley, so I didn't read your introduction, so I wonder if you might want to share with us a little bit about your your journey. Um, you know, just share about how you got onto the fruitarian journey and your uh, athletic journey, if you will. Basically, as a child, would watch the sports on TV, having the desire to have one day in my life be very fit and athletic and have a lot of energy. Uh, my reality as a child was I was very sick, always had a lot of asthma, in and out of hospital, always picked last on sports day. Just one of those kids that was like a little sick duckling really, but had the desire one day to be fit and strong and healthy and just have abundant energy to ride my bike all day long and run marathons and stuff. So I had the goal as a kid, I had the vision, I just didn't have the strategy or the know-how. And that didn't come until I was about, about uh, 24 years of age when I went, went, went on a vegan lifestyle and things started to shift. And then basically just got into social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. My main YouTube channel now has had over 50 million views. Um, people upload my content, so the Durham Rider message, it just gets smashed on YouTube daily. And just using social media <laughs> to create positive change. We started our website, com, which has become the largest, most popular raw foods and vegan website ever created on the internet. And today it's still cranking. Um, my partner Freely, Banana Girl, about to release a book called The Banana Girl Diet, which we're predicting is going to be an Amazon bestseller, New York Times bestseller list, so we're going to push that very hard. Uh, we're both very passionate about helping people help themselves, getting the truth out there, preaching the minimalist lifestyle, not afraid to speak it as we see it, and into having a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. So, what uh, what diet are you talking about? Just so our, uh, in case our listeners don't know about thirty bananas a day, um, I'd love for you to first start telling us what diet you ate growing up when you were sitting there dreaming about becoming athletic and you know a star <laughs> in the athletic world. Um, uh, what kind of diet were you eating then, and what do you eat now? And what are you and Freely, your partner, promoting right now? What kind of diet? Basically, Freely and myself ate a very similar diet, the standard Australian diet, which is lots of grass-fed dairy, grass-fed meats, uh, fresh fish, um, bit of processed foods as well. Pretty much everyone, every animal product in Australia is pretty much grass-fed and wild fish. So people say, oh, the grass-fed stuff's very healthy, but it's not, because Freely and myself are evidence of that, and so is the uh, obese Australian population. So we basically got raised in the sort of a, a semi-paleo diet, which is what pretty much everyone in Australia eats. Um, both made us sort of sick and, you know, less vitalized. And then switched into a vegan diet, learned about raw foods in uh, 2002. And we've eaten mostly raw food. I've eaten in person mostly raw food diets since then with periods of eating 100% raw uh, to, to the last few years of adding in a bit of uh, McDougal-style meals, a bit of high-carb uh, grains and sugars and stuff like that just to compliment when the fruit situation is getting a bit low but we promote fruitarian lifestyle basically uh, promote a McDougal sort of high carb vegan thing as a backup plan or as a bit of a hybrid thing depending on what, where the person's at or what their goals are where they live what's their family situation what's their economic situation basically we're trying to give people the most realistic plan for them in their life at that moment with options to expand on that um, and that's just made us very healthy, very slim. Freely's lost over 40 pounds in this lifestyle, maybe a bit more, but she looks really great now. She feels great, which is more important. 
because it's one thing to look good, but if you don't feel good, you can't really have much fun with that body. Same with myself, I'm very lean, look like a Tour de France rider, but I'm not on drugs, but I just feel amazing. So that's, that's the biggest thing is just feeling, we wanna feel good without having to do drugs. We wanna feel good without the come downs. And that's what we're feeling now. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Yes, feeling good is, you know, uh, maintaining your energetic vibration and keeping it nice and high, and which allows you to attract everything else that you want in your life that also is in that vibration, that wonderful, high, joy-filled vib- vibration, right? So you mentioned the truth. What do, you, what do you mean by when you said you're spreading the truth and smashing the truth on YouTube? What do you mean by that? Well, there's a lot of confusion out there. There's a lot of marketing hype. There's a lot of bullshit, basically. A lot of sales talk, a lot of snake oilisms. So we just want to be objective and say, here's our blood tests. This is what we look like with our shirt off or in a bikini. This is what we eat every day. Uh, Freely loves what I eat Wednesdays, so she documents what she eats. Because a lot of people out there, they say they eat this, but they actually eat that, which is sort of fine, but can be very confusing or misleading to their followers or fans or people observing what they're doing. So we just all like to be as transparent as possible. Put up the blood test, put up our body fat percentages of what we look like, what we eat, you know, what we look like first thing in the morning, how fast we can run a 5,000 meter, you know, what's more watts per kilo on the bike. We just try and be as transparent as possible and challenge challenge it, you know, just get it out there because there's so much confusion and delusion in the raw foods world and the health food world. We're trying to put the truth out there. Obviously, the truth for one person might be different uh, for I- others, but we're just sharing our truth. I see what you mean. Okay, so your truth, so what's happening with you guys, what your bodies look like, what mm. you're eating every day. That's great because that's, that's a question that, you know, I get asked all the time, what do you eat every single day? So what is this 30 bananas thing? Do you recommend that people do eat 30 bananas a day on some days? Oh, definitely not. I mean, 30 bananas a day might not be enough for you or it might be you don't like bananas. So 30 bananas a day represents around 3,000 calories, which is what we recommend people sort of have a bit of a, a poke at. You know, eat 3,000 calories a day for fruit and see what happens to your life. Do you have more energy to look after your kids better? Do you have more energy to run your business better? Do you have more energy to smash out YouTube videos? You might need more or less, but you give, we'll give people a bit of a baseline there. Um, maybe 2,500 calories for women, 3,000 for men, but it depends. So we just say people, eat as much fruit as you want. Eat as much carbohydrate as you want if you don't like fruits. Just smashing the calories and live hard and see what happens to your life. See what happens. If you want to build muscle, you've got to train hard. You've got to lift heavy weights. If you want to get toned and slim, have an amazing bikini physique, that ain't going to happen sitting on the couch. You've actually got to get out there and tone the glutes, tone the stomach, tonify the arms and slim the thighs down. It ain't going to happen sitting on the couch. So, But most people don't have the energy to get out there the door and do it. Or if you want to have kids that have got a great fitness level or personality, you've got to go out there and hang out with them. And that takes a lot of energy. And that energy is going to come from the carbohydrates that you eat. So we, we teach people just smashing a high amount of carbohydrate calories and live so hard, people think you're on drugs. People think I'm a cocaine addict, I've got so much <laughs> energy and I'm so lean. Freely and myself, this is a true yeah. story, we walk down the streets. We walked down the street one morning before the Gold Coast Marathon, which I ran. People, like there was junkie, heroin junkies out walking around, and they stopped us and asked us if we could get some drugs. Because we look like heroin addicts. Oh my goodness. And we, you know what I mean? And we said, no, sorry, mate, we're, we're off to... Energy-wise. 
Yeah, we're so lean, and we're, we're like in the mid thirties, and it's very unusual for a couple to be mid thirties and this lean, unless they're like Olympic athletes or heroin addicts or sort of fruitarian vegans. <laughs> so it's amazing. Right. It's good fun. So, do you guys exercise a lot in order to maintain those physiques? Well, if you want to be toned, you got to use your body. So we we move our bodies daily, even if it's just. Uh, cycling to the shops or cycling up the mountains or running around with the dog or walking at the park or you know having sex or whatever just moving the body dancing to music just putting on some music and dancing for five minutes like a like yeah you know you're going crazy Mm -hmm. just moving the body so Mm -hmm. the word exercise a lot some people will look at my training regime and go that's insane that's so much some people look at it and go hang on you only do a lot of exercise in January and the rest of the year you're pretty inactive. What's up with that? So exercise a lot. To be objective, we'd say we, we move our bodies at least 30 minutes a day of at a level where you can talk comfortably. At least 30 minutes a day. Right. Doesn't it always happen like that. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more. But on average, it'd probably be 30 minutes a day we try and get of activity where you can talk comfortably, but you're outside and you're moving. That's a good starting point. Yes. Yeah. And for our listeners who right now don't have a lot of energy and they're thinking, oh boy, you know, moving sounds like a lot of work <laughs> because a lot of people live that way, right, Harley? Especially over here on our continent. Um, and so, you know, for those listeners, I would love to share in this moment that once you start eating a clean diet, and I know Freely talks about going on the island, which, you, you know, you clean your body certain amount of time eating just bananas in order to just experience this high, this good high that Harley's talking about. When you do that, then you'll find you have so much energy that the word exercise doesn't even have a negative connotation, right? Right, Harley? You just start moving naturally. It becomes a part of your life. Like it's normal to move and dance and, you know, and work out. Correct. I mean, what's... (laughs) People are trying to get the bikini body without moving their body it doesn't happen that way if, if I mean I, I know plenty of people who eat a fruit diet and they lose a ton of weight and then they put on a bikini look in the mirror and they, they, they send me a photo and say Harley why does my bum look like a pancake I'm thin but my bum looks like a pancake and my, 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 I've got cankles still you know and I'm like we well, got it that's great that you've lost all the weight and you've gotten healthy but you've got to move your bodies you got to move your body to tonify it. It ain't going to happen just laying around. I mean, you have to lay around to recover, but you've got to move as well. You've got to create the stimulus for your body to change its mitochondria, to, to change its muscle definition. So I can mm-hmm. see, you know. And did you, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And by eating a lot of carbohydrate, you change your thyroid health. Your thyroid all of a sudden wants to get out there and go. You change your leptin balance. You, instead of becoming like all thrashed out your leptin levels your leptin levels become a lot healthier and your body's inspired to actually move because when you're healthy you want to move um, you just get out the door just start with five yeah. minutes a day walking if you're in a wheelchair just get out the day for five minutes in your wheelchair go in the block if you live in a really steep hilly area that's a bonus that's a bonus because hills are your best mm-hmm. friend just go easy go at a level where you're you talking hills are your best friend who will? Hills. Hills are the best friend. Oh, hills. Oh, like seeing us 
Yeah. Not mm-hmm. sprinting okay. up hills, not attacking the hill. Maybe later in a few years when you're fit, you can do that. But just getting out there up the hill, making friends with the hill. The hill is the best thing for women's physiques. It's better than liposuction. It's better than tummy tucks. Hills are women's best friends. Not pills, hills. <laughs> yes, I love that. Let's replace the pills with the hills. And it's funny you say that. When I was in the best shape of my life, I was running up the hills, and it wasn't hard for me. It, it was actually enjoyable. I mean, it was effort, and I, you know, it was more for me. And I wonder if this is the same for you, Harley, because you did end up, you know, breaking records athletically. You know, you you did travel from being that little boy dreaming about it to actually doing amazing things with your um, athletic life, and so. I wonder, could you share with us, uh, was it mindset? Because for me, a lot of it was just getting rid of my old thoughts when I was running up those hills and making it easy. It's just like, uh, just it was just a process of dissolving those old thoughts that I couldn't do this, that I'm, you know, I'm not healthy enough and only athletes can do this. Did you have that experience? And can you share any tips with us in that regard if you did? The best records I broke were my personal records. My personal records were like, that's what it's all about. Set your own personal records and don't use drugs to achieve them. Um, pretty much all the world records today, all the well-known ones, you know, on the Olympic level, they're just drug-assisted. But we're talking about personal records here, which are the most important things for you. You're going to have periods of doubt where you doubt yourself. Or you, you, you go out for a walk. You know, let's say you live in a, a household, right? No one's athletic. And you listen to this little radio show here today and you're like you know what that banana boy he's right I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna walk for five minutes or for two minutes I'm just gonna walk more minutes than I did yesterday so you lace up your shoes it's cold outside it's raining you put your umbrella on you put your Gore-Tex jacket on you get outside and your family members or your spouse or your kids are going what are you doing it's raining outside are you stupid you're gonna exercise you don't exercise you're a fat slob get back inside Put the hot pockets in the microwave and turn on the Super Bowl. So you're going to encounter resistance. And you've got to laugh at that. You go, you know what? That's the old me. This is the new me now. I don't accept no for an answer. I, I don't, nah. I'm going to get outside. I'm going to move my body five minutes a day no matter what. And if I've got a broken leg, I'm just going to pick up some light weights and move my arms. If I'm in a wheelchair, I'm just going to crawl on the floor. I'm going to do something to move my body to get my lymphatic system going for five minutes a day. So you, yeah, you've got to change your mentality. And it, it isn't going to come to you. You have to force it. Force it gently, <laughs> if you can do that. But it, it's not about thrashing yourself. It's about getting outside and moving at a talking level so you can talk comfortably. And put on some positive mental tapes from like Tony Robbins or whoever or some good music and just get out there. Mm-hmm. Don't use caffeine. Do not use caffeine to motivate you to exercise. All that does is it thrashes your adrenals and long term it's going to fry you. The amount of people I've seen who had amazing bikini bodies and they got that way from using a lot of caffeine and fentamine and all these weight loss drugs, they got there but they couldn't maintain it and then their thyroid glands just popped and they just blow out to like 80 kilos or 100 kilos. I've seen it a lot. I'm not a fan of using stimulants. Please, if you're going to use stimulants, use them for emergency situations only. You've got a sick child you'll look after all night. Yeah, for sure, smash down some cacao or coffee or whatever. Otherwise, do it full natural. You'll get better results long term. We want long term results. You don't want to get suckered in to that short term gains because I'll tell you what, the faster you get the results, the faster you're going to lose them.
Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. And I like what you said about making resistance and hills our friends, too. You know, make the resistance your friend. It's there. I almost see it like a slingshot sometimes. It's there to just catapult you to the next level and break through the barrier and go ahead. So can you share with us, Harley? I don't even know much about this, about your athletic journey. I had heard that you uh, were riding beside Lance Armstrong. And, like, you know, I just want our listeners to know that you're speaking from actual experience and that you can, you know, accomplish amazing things athletically if you will. Yeah, so basically, as a teenager, as a 17-year-old, right, as a 17-year-old, I didn't have enough energy to ride my bicycle one mile to school. I would, I would stand there and wait 20 minutes for the bus before and after school to catch the bus, literally a mile to school. I actually went back and measured the distance with a GPS Garmin. It's a mile. Right, I'm 17 years old. I'm catching the bus a mile to school because I'm so tired, I can't ride my bike there. Now, I can run a mile in like 4.49 on the track, which is not super fast, but for a 36-year-old, it's not too bad. And for someone who's no had no real background in fitness, it's not too bad either. So 4.49, I used to spend 40 minutes a day on a school day waiting for the bus to, to get somewhere that now, age 36, I can run it in four minutes, 49 seconds on the track. So... Mm. That's where I'm coming from. I, I train with like some amazing teenage kids that are just so fit. Like they're just incredibly fit. And I tell them, I say, man, when I was your age, I wouldn't even dream of doing what you're doing. You are so fit, it's insane. You're amongst the fittest teenagers on earth, literally. And I know that because I've trained with some of the, the fastest cyclists on the planet, Lance Armstrong, Contador, Cadell Evans. I've been out training with all these guys. I've even had meals with them, sat down and talked with them ask them for tips and hints, harass the heck out of them. Their coaches, their team doctors, everything. <laughs> Just become obsessed about getting information that works. I'm not afraid to talk to strangers and ask questions. And I think that's a great gift to have is ask questions. Don't be afraid. If people won't give you information, then ask someone else who will uh, and just process it. So yeah. I've, I've become the person with a lot of energy. You know, I'm age 36... Recently, in January, just last month, I cycled 6,545 kilometers in the month just to see how far I could ride in a month. And that was with over 60,000 meters of elevation. So it wasn't like I was doing laps in Florida. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a lot of elevations, over 60,000 meters, GPS verified, 6,545 kilometers. And I didn't use coffee or tea or stimulants to do that. It was just carbohydrate, vegan foods, mostly fruits. So... That's my background is coming from, I, I started at just, you know, ground zero. I started at ground zero. I didn't have athletic parents that supported me and bought me expensive bikes, which is cool if you got it, but I didn't have that. I started at ground zero and worked my way up to where I am now with a high level of drug-free fitness, being able to keep up with the, any professional cyclist in training for whatever distance. Wow. That's amazing. And what did all of those those um, athletes and those those their trainers and their coaches and all of that? What did they say about the vegan diet? Is that where you learned some about becoming vegan? Or yeah, I mean a lot of cyclists because cycling is all about weight loss, right? You got to be so skinny to fly up the mountain. I mean the cyclists are the most obsessed athletes about their weight. Cyclists and runners and ballet dancers. You got to be so slim. You got to be basically clinically underweight with a super high lung capacity aerobic capacity 
so cyclists that even if they don't care about animals or their health they're like man you are lean you train less than us banana boy but you are as lean as us there's something you're doing that works you look like chris Froome's brother his aussie brother someone said recently on a pro rider so um i went out of training with team sky and, that, and they just these guys are open they're like what are you doing man like you know you're pretty lean what, what do you eat all these bananas how, how does it work what's the deal with potassium that's so they're asking a lot of questions because they're, they're they're like if i can lose an extra kilo on the mountain on a 30 minute climb that's the next almost 30 seconds so they're, they're they're obsessed about weight the bikes are trimmed down to the bare legal limit of weight uh, categories so they're really curious and these days of all the doping controls and cycling because um, cycling is you know it's riddled with drugs just like every other professional sport is running baseball swimming soccer mm-hmm. NR, mm-hmm. nfl whatever but cycling's got a lot of testing so a lot of athletes now they're looking for what we call uh, nutritional doping strategies where it's totally legal but if you can change your diet to get more energy and maybe lose the last one or two kilos it gives you a bit of an edge so they're all looking at you know the vegan diets the fruit diets and just you know but they don't talk about it publicly because once you say oh i'm gonna eat 30 bananas a day as a professional athlete the media is gonna slam you (laughs) you know and then you might not want to eat 30 bananas a day all the time so then as soon as you're in the cafe and something else the media will get on there and go oh what happened to your banana diet so a lot of these people do these diets behind closed doors especially if they've got a, a professional athletic profile but i see it you know i see people what they're mm-hmm. eating about the training and it's interesting there's a lot of bananas getting eaten right now in professional cycling let's just say that and a lot, a lot of the riders sure. a lot of the riders are switching from dairy from dairy to soy milk or <clears throat> excuse me uh, dairy to soy milk or rice milk because they want to lose a bit more weight and the dairy just makes it that much harder because the dairy contains a lot of hormones even naturally occurring hormones that make the growth of the body excessive so dairy is great if you want to get bigger but otherwise if you want to get slimmer which most people do dairy is one of the worst things you can eat so switch it out to a fruit juice mm-hmm. or a rice milk or organic soy milk low fat so i have questions about food, the food that you're talking about, on behalf of our readers, or our listeners, sorry, because, you know, I've watched hundreds of your videos, I love your videos, and I've read a lot about the stuff, and I've experienced a lot of what you're talking about, but I wonder, would you share uh, with us, how do, like, share with us in terms of how long these foods last, and how much energy they give you, and what they do to your bodies, in terms of bananas, grains, and meat. Like, could you go through a few of those and just give us an overview on how they would affect performance in your view and, and why you suggest eating bananas? Because sometimes in my mind, I think, how can you have an endurance race if you're eating bananas? I mean, how long would they actually last? I'm a runner, so I say racing, but, you know, bike racing or whatever activity you do. So would you mind speaking to some of that for us, please? My friends, Jeanette and Alan, uh, last year, Jeanette's 64, Alan's 68. They eat a raw foods diet, high-carb, banana-style, vegan diet for many years now. Jeanette was diagnosed with breast cancer, and she cured that with her diet. They fuel themselves on fruit, mostly bananas and dates. They run, get this, they ran a marathon a day last year around Australia every single day. A marathon, for those who don't know, 26.2 miles or 42.2 kilometers. They ran that as a minimum every day last year with the little Garmin GPS watches. Wow. 
so that, and they had a support car following them, handing them fruit and smoothies, etc. So it gives you energy. It gives you the fuel. Yeah. I, when I say energy, I, well, the car, the body's like a bit like a car, right? You got your battery in the car, and you got your fuel tank with your gasoline or your electricity, or whatever your car's got these days. But let's say you, your car's running on gasoline. You got your battery in there, so the battery gives the car the energy to start up, but the gasoline gives it the fuel to keep going. So with the human body, the analogy is sleep gives you the energy. It recharges all your organs, that nerve energy, etc. And your carbohydrates and your fats, etc. That gives you the fuel to keep going. So you can you you need both. You need f- food. You need your carbohydrates and your sleep. So the more sleep you get, the more your organs and nerves and everything can work better. And the more carbohydrates you eat, the more stamina and, and fuel, or you know, let's say energy you're gonna have to throughout the day. I like to say it's stamina, to get things done. So sleep gives you the energy so you can focus. Carbohydrates, that's the fuel for your body to keep pumping on. Gives you the stamina for whatever you do. Stamina for your partner, stamina for your kids. Stamina for your running. How much, how far can you run on bananas? You can run as far as your knees will allow you. You can run until your, your legs snap from the stress <laughs> fracture, which is a dangerous thing to do because a lot of people get in this lifestyle and they're like, man, I've got so much fuel. I'm, get, I'm going to sleep early. I'm get, I've got so much energy hard. I've got so much stamina. I just want to run 100 miles a week. And I'm like, that's great if you've got a base doing that. But if you start out doing that, you're going to give yourself a stress fracture. And that happens so much on this lifestyle. So I, I warn people is that you're going to lose the weight and you're going to feel good. But if you start overtraining, you're going to give yourself a stress fracture. People go, oh, that's because it's the diet. It's lacking in calcium. It's like, <laughs> if you talk with any Olympic running coach, the biggest danger for any runner is stress fractures from doing too much running too soon. It takes years osteoblasts etc in your bones to get stronger to handle the workload so if anyone who says that you won't get enough calcium if you're a vegan or a fruitarian and your bones will snap well I'd like to refer you back to my world record holder friends Jeanette and Alan who ran around Australia last year they did 280 kilometers a week for over 52 weeks oh, and with no stress <laughs> fracture or shin splints so if you're not getting enough calcium at 64 and at 64 and 68 no caffeine no growth hormone yeah Yeah. no (laughs) epo you know no dextroamphetamines no fentamine nothing just full natural just insane (laughs) so they're a great little role model there look them up running running raw around australia that's amazing what else can we do with all of our energy then, Harley? Because all of these people going raw around the world, they've got all this energy and their bones and their muscles might not be up for it yet. What other things can we do athletically to, um, to expend our energy? Because you know there's a lot of it, especially when you first go raw, right? Yeah, well, I think it's... All of a sudden you're, you're, you're faced with all this energy that you don't know what to do with. And that can be intimidating. So my, my, my tip for people is have goals. Have goals. Write them down. You have to, eat, you have to think it. And then you got to ink it. Think it out, write it down. Have goals, stick them up. I've got goals behind my, in my office there. I just, on the wall, I stick it up on there. So I, I read it every time I walk past or just subconsciously I can see it because it's just above my eye line behind my computer. So ha- you got to have goals and that's what you do with the excess energy is put it into things. 
Otherwise, if you don't have goals, you you just, you just start flipping out. And you go, oh, I'm going crazy. I'm going bipolar or something, or I'm schizophrenic. You got to have goals to work towards. You got it's like a ship without a rudder. The goals are your rudder. The goals give you direction. You know, pain and discomfort is what we feel when we lose our focus from our goals. You know, right? Feeling sad or whatever is what so we feel when we take our mind off our goal. So that's right. what you do with the so you're saying energy. if we have a goal, uh, yeah, that's true. I, I find that too. Uh, we have so much, uh, sort of re- whole reserve of energy when we achieve our goals or even when we're working towards something, when we have purpose with anything in our lives, of course. So you're saying that um, when you set goals and you start to work toward them, the energy that I'm talking about, the extra energy gets expended naturally because while you're working toward it. Is that what you're saying? For sure. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, Okay. I'll be honest with you, I expend as much energy riding my bike all day as working on the computer all day. Because when I'm riding my bike, mm. I'm so I'm so efficient on the bicycle, I'm so conditioned for that. I've, I've done so many thousands, hundreds of thousands of miles as a vegan, I'm so conditioned for that, literally. But the computer, you know, it's always something new coming on and it's like when you're doing something new, you'll need more calories to get it done. And if you want to take it to the next level mm-hmm. with your kids or your partner or your business or whatever, you need more calories to get that going on. It's it's the law, you know, first law of thermodynamics. You got to put it in to get it out. So if you if you undereat your carbohydrates, you won't have enough fuel, enough stamina to keep going. You might be able to run on stimulants and adrenaline for a few years or whatever, but you won't come close to your potential. I'm a pretty lazy person. I'm a pretty dumb guy. I'm not an academic at all. But if people look, look, look at what I've achieved on social media, I've got to say, it's pretty amazing. I don't have any marketing degrees or, you know, I failed every course I ever did. I failed every course I ever did because I kept failing the computer course. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now I'm making a living right. on the computer. It's pretty ironic. But if you, if you ask me to, to print up a word processing, th- I couldn't do it. If you ask me the tips and insights to YouTube, I'll put my hand up and say, I, I, I know as much as anyone on the planet when it comes to YouTube. And I, I, you know, so I've coached a lot of people, successful people on YouTube, and how the, you know Christina fully raw, freely. A lot of people giving them tips and hints and how to really get their face out there. So you just gotta. And that takes energy. It takes carbohydrate calories. So if you want to get your thing done, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't. Have, we don't have kids. I've had a vasectomy. We've just got a little greyhound. We look after from the rescue place. But if you got kids, man, they take a lot of carbohydrate. So you need extra, you know, you need extra for them. So I I want to ask you um, about, you know, eating the way that you suggest in colder climates in a moment, because I have a lot of local followers here who are curious about that. But I'd also love to dive into the topic of integrity, too, and, and sort of wrap up the whole show by talking about what all of this has to do with integrity and staying with your truth and how you got so successful because you know you definitely are on social media and you just told us that you have no background training or no education around it so yeah please speak to any of those topics that you're inspired to speak about oh i'm sorry no i'm sorry this it was cutting out a little bit so i want to ask you why don't i do one question at a time then okay so um what do you suggest for people in colder climates who would like to eat a lot more fruit, um, what do you guys say about that? What do you guys say to people like us who are living in these cold climates? I mean, if you love the cold, 
awesome. I mean, there's plenty of people out there who love the cold in Canada, like uh, Fred Patnard and uh, Tara Shannon from uh, Fruity Below... F- check out on YouTube, Fruity Below 40, Tara Shannon on YouTube. She's She has a banana smoothies in the freaking Canadian ice mountains. <laughs> I, I don't like the cold. I can handle the cold, but I prefer right. sunny beaches, waking up in the morning, no shirt, going for a walk with the dog or swimming in waterfalls, riding my bike in the sunshine, having a tan all year. That's what I like. Some people love the cold. They're like, Harley, I love it cold. The colder, the better. That's cool. You can still do fruit in cold weather. 100%. And you can get better quality fruit in Canada in the middle of winter than you can get in Australia. Fred Patnard told me that. He's like, I didn't know that. He's like, Harley, why are you living in Australia? Seriously, are you stupid? He's like, I can get better quality fruit <laughs> in Toronto, Ontario, etc., Quebec, whatever, um, Montreal, I can get better quality fruits, organic, cheaper, better flavor than you can get at your local Aussie market. And I'm like, yeah, but I love Australia. But so that's that's the reality there. Right. Canada, New York City, incredible quality fruit compared to Australia. Incredible quality. So, it's funny you mentioned Fred and Tara because they've both been guests on my show. So. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> so maybe we can, yeah, we can, we can refer people back to them for sure to answer a little bit more about that question. But do what you love. I love that. And speaking of that, are you still uh, analyzing people? As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, are you still analyzing people on YouTube? Like, look, you know, um, critiquing them, if you will, and and their messages about nutrition. Are you still always, doing that? Always. People say, well, <laughs> why do you put people on blast, Harley? Um, or someone said the other day, oh, it's horrible. You critique other people. You're really nasty. And I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Back up, back up. You're saying to me that it's bad to critique others, but you're critiquing me at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying I'm a horrible person because I say other people are horrible. But I, that's just hypocritical. You're, you're, you're judging me for what I do, but you're doing the same thing. You know, like it's when people say, "Don't you shouldn't judge people, Harley." And I'm like, "Well, you're judging me with that comment." Like, uh, I guess. Hey, just let's just cut the bullshit. It's human nature to judge. It's okay to judge. There's two people out there who, there's two types of people out there. There's people who judge and there's people who lie. Everyone judges, man. Like it's Mm -hmm. this is yeah, that's a basic human nature. And I love it when people say you're so judgmental, but they're doing the same thing to me. Yeah, but we're judgmental. Yeah, the word. I mean, even by asking you the question, right, Harley? They're they're judging you by even asking you the question. You yeah. know, why are you saying that about so and so? It's implying that you're wrong, that there's something wrong with what you're saying and what you're doing when you're living your truth. And so, this is a, pas- a topic that I'm really passionate about, and this is why I titled it "What Is Integrity?" And um, because you know, it's about living your truth, and this is inviting the will and you know the the solar chakra, if you will, the third chakra, the energy of that to really take a stand. And that's what I love about you and Freely is you guys have taken a stand and it seems that it's really fired up, pardon the pun, but it's fired up your business and your success. And I found that for myself in my own life too. So I'm happy you mentioned that about judgment and um, yeah. And so I was going to ask you, you know, what do you say to people who say, Harley, you're mean. Why are you being so mean to people? And, and you know, and criticizing them. And um, yeah, so you seem to have already answered that question. Oh, oh, in oh, way. oh, oh I'll answer a little bit more. My definition of integrity is when you know what's behind the curtain, you don't pretend you don't know what's behind that curtain. 
So that's my definition of integrity. When you know what's behind the curtain, you don't pretend you don't know. You, t- you go, well, hang on, you don't know what's behind the curtain. Hey, I'm going to tell you what's behind that curtain that you don't know. So when I see something, I speak up. I speak up, especially when I, I mean, when I see someone giving out information that hurts other people or themselves, I've got to speak up because staying silent, being gutless is not the loving thing to do. The loving thing to do is to stand up, be honest and say, hey, you know what? I disagree with that. I might get a lot of flack for what I'm about to say, but this is what I, this is my experience. This is my opinion. I'm going to share my opinion and I'm not going to. I'm not here to make friends, so I don't care who I offend, really. I'm here to help people help themselves. I'm here to say things that other people are too gutless or financially sort of strung up that they can't say it. And often people send me emails and say, Hal, you know what? Don't say that I told you this. I can't say it because financially I'm committed to this person. But you know what? This is what happened at the retreat in the weekend. Can you please say something? Because I think it's disgusting. So I'll say these things on my blog, on my YouTube channel. I get lawsuits all the time. But you know what? I love a, law, a good lawsuit. You know, I, I play games <laughs> with their lawyers because they're lawyers. Basically, they want to make as much, they want to screw as much money out of their client as possible. So they'll send me like subpoenas or little you know, legal things, and I'll, I'll I'll write back and say, you know what? I got that uh, thing you sent me, but I lost it. Could you please send it out again? And it costs a lot of money to send legal papers from California to Australia. It costs a few hundred bucks. So they'll send it out, and I'll email it a few weeks later. You know what? I lost it again. The dog ate it. Can you please send that? So I'll try and rack up as much financial, you know, you get the story. So right. I see too many people getting yeah. ripped off. I see too many people getting misled. I see too many people dying. I see people in the raw food movement dying. They're doing, like, breatharianism or calorie restricting, ending up in the mental institutions. They're damaging their thyroid from low-carb diets. They're developing eating disorders. They're developing unhealthy relationships with their body, and they're just they're just spending thousands of dollars on all these you know un, unneeded supplements and gimmicks and snake oil crazy things that aren't even FDA approved. Just just nonsense. So I basically just I hate seeing people getting scanned, and there's something about it. I just have to put my hand up and say, hey, that's bullshit, and this is why. Yes. Okay. And it's wonderful for people who are waking up and tapping into their own courage because. You know, as you're speaking right now, I'm hearing someone who has a lot of courage to say, hey, you know what? A lot of people won't talk about this, but here's the deal. Here's what's happening uh, behind the factory farmed closed doors, those big barns that you can't see in. And, you know, and, and I love that about you. You have a lot of courage. Do you have any tips for people who might be listening and going, hmm, I wish I was that courageous. How did Harley get so courageous? How did he become the one who could speak about that and, and not be intimidated by, you know, other people out there who are saying, oh, you shouldn't speak up. You shouldn't tell us what to do. Let us live free. What do you, what do you say to that? How did, how did you get all that courage? I think well, courage is just the choice in the moment. Your know, courage is when you feel the fear, but you do it anyway. And I mean, people might say I'm mm. cur- courageous, but really, I'm just calling people out in the health food movement. I think the people who are courageous are the, the single mothers out there who want to feed their kids healthy and they're going against such resistance. I mean, it, it really doesn't take much courage for me because everyone expects it of me now. But if you're a single mum or single dad out there and you've got three kids or four kids or some of your kids got all out, uh, you know, got health conditions and you're trying to help them do it naturally and you're dealing with all that public disapproval you, you're the one who's courageous the way mm-hmm. I can stand Absolutely, up and, I hear you. yeah but for me why I can do what I'm doing is financially I don't really care because 
I can live on the street. I'm happy living just living in nature, just looking at bugs all day, rubbing my bike around. I don't have to do what I'm doing, but I love doing it. But financially, I don't. I have no debt. I have no children. I have no financial responsibilities. So, I did a video about this uh, today. I put it up. Um, I say to people, well, if you want to be more honest, if so, if you want to be more honest, you have to have less financial responsibilities. Like with the Woodstock Fruit Festival recently, we, we decided not to go because all the hypocrisy going on there. Um, we just thought, you know what? We're going to lose a lot of money not going, but we would rather maintain our values than sell out and be fake. We can't be fake with people. We've got to tell people how we feel. So we said, we're not going to do the Woodstock Fruit Festival. Too many fake snake oil sellers there. We're going to put on the Thai Fruit Festival, a free event, Everyone's welcome. There's no hierarchy. There's no bullshit. No, nothing to sell you. Just come along, eat fruit, have fun, ride your bike, bring your wheelchair, whatever. So I think the main thing is is not having that financial pressure to earn money or desire to become mega wealthy or drive a Porsche or whatever, which is okay. fine if you want that. But so right. So I have two questions now because uh, I know our listeners have no idea what you're talking about when you're talking about the Woodstock Fruit Festival, and I don't know a lot of details about that either. But um, uh, the first question I have is, what are you talking about with money and being courageous? What does that have to do with all of that? Like, how did you connect financial wealth? Like, you're saying in order to stand up and, and speak your truth, you need to be financially free. Could you explain that to us? What do, what do you mean by that? Well, you don't need to be, but you've you got to expect to be, because basically... In today's world, right, if, <laughs> if you screw people over, you're going to make more money, pretty much. I mean, I've got some friends who are multimillionaires, and they're like, Harley, you know what? You're too much of a nice guy. You're never going to make, make it in the financial world. And I'm like, you know what? That's not my goal. My goal is to continue being a nice guy, even if I do get screwed over. I don't really care because I'm not about the money. You know, right now, I've got some, I'm wearing some shorts I bought three years ago, and there's a hole in the bum. I'm going to probably buy some new shorts today. You know where I'm going to go shopping? I'm going to go shopping in the thrift store. <laughs> like, that's, I love being simple. Mm -hmm. I love recycling. I love having a minimalist lifestyle. And yeah, I earn a lot of money on YouTube, etc. But if I lost it all tomorrow, the main thing, like, actually last year my YouTube channel got deleted, right? And the first thing I thought of wasn't all the money I'd lost. I thought, man, all those videos I'd put up that had helped so many people. And it really pissed me yeah. off. So what I did is I started five new channels that night. So, and then my channel got back put back up. So it's, I'm here to help people. That's my greatest gift in life is helping people help themselves get fit and healthy at the same time we save the animals and the planet. That's what I'm here to do. Nothing gives me greater joy. You know, I love I love on my bike, but the biggest thing I love is helping people help themselves get fit and healthy, drug free. That's That just gets me out of bed, keeps me up late at night. That's what gets me fired up. So if you want to help people be courageous and spread the truth, you have to be willing to get knocked back. Like a lot of people don't like what I do because they're like, how are you too honest, man? And a lot of our sponsors don't like that. And I'm like, no, what? That's cool. That's who I am, man. Love it and take or leave it, man. So by being honest <laughs> and courageous, you definitely got to lose a lot of money because <laughs> I could make so much more money being a snake oil seller because so many people trust us. We can sell them anything. People trust us so much, but we're not going to take advantage of that trust <laughs> because we're not money hungry. Look at us. If you looked at our house, our house has got like cracks in the ceiling. It's a rental. It's in a great location next to the trails, but it's just, we live like bums because we're simple, minimalist, non-materialistic people, and we're just trying to help people at the end of the day. 
So, yeah, and it sounds like you really you really feel abundant and joyful when you're just connected with nature and eating good food. That's that's what I was saying at the beginning that I got from you, from one of your very first videos, and that's what I continued to see in you. So thank you for sharing that. I really feel that from you. And I was speaking about that earlier, aligning with your truth um, with regard to what you're eating and your financial truth. If you want an extravagant lifestyle, then there are ways, of course, that you can do that. <laughs> And, and still align with your truth and stay with your truth. And what I like to teach is not focusing on the other stuff, you know, that's going on, that you were talking about your friends, you know, what they're talking about, how you'll never get rich because of the way the world is. Well, we can create our own world and, and, and create our own abundance and our own happiness and joy uh, through connecting with nature. I'm with you on that one for sure. And, and you can start there and build the life of your dreams from there, whether you love communicating with people on YouTube like you do and entertaining as you do and teaching and really helping people transform their lives, um, or whether you enjoy sitting in an office and doing other work, you know, whatever that is. So thank you for sharing that. Okay, so tell us a bit more about this Thai Fruit Festival as we wrap up the show and anything else you and Freely have going on, Harley. I'd love to hear anything that's going on. For sure, I'll just quickly in say... In your business and in your service work. Yeah, my de- I'll just quickly say what's in my head. My definition of rich is having the time to do what you want, when you want, and who you want. Time. Yes. For me, money is... my, my The biggest thing I love is time. It's not money, it's time. I love having the time to sit down and talk with someone about nutrition or health or weight loss. I love having the time to catch a fly in the window and throw it outside. I love having the time to, you know, <laughs> I just love having time. And that's that's my money, that's my richness, that's my wealth. Having time to sit down with Freely and just give her a massage or look in her eyes and, and listen to her. And just to have time to listen and do things. That's, that's what I love more than money, anything, is time. And that's why I live this lifestyle. Because I love being time rich. And all the I wouldn't trade my lifestyle for trillions, you know, because I'm living I'm living my dream right now. Mm. I wake up every single That's morning. Beautiful. Every single morning of the year I wake up and I get to do what I absolutely love. Even if someone gave me a trillion dollars tomorrow, i people wouldn't notice it. I'd still be doing the same thing. I'd probably have fruit farms all around the world, but I'd still be wearing the same crappy clothing, <laughs> riding the same bikes, living in the same suburb. You know, I still wouldn't have a, a driver's license. I'd still just be doing the same thing because I love my lifestyle. So Thai Fruit Festival, changing the subject now. The Thai Fruit Festival is something the Spirit community organised. There's a little Facebook page about it. Just looking up Thai Fruit Fest 2014. It's a free event. There's no money involved to, to attend it. Obviously, you've got to fly over there and, and organise your food and stuff, but there's a, a hotel that we've booked out, and it's just very cheap hotel accommodation but very friendly and nice and thailand's amazing place best fruit best tropical fruit on earth in thailand in my opinion and chiang mai the reason why we chose chiang mai thailand is because the the climate's a little bit more uh, cooler up there still hot still nice and warm but it's a little bit uh, in the mountains so it's got mountains to hike up and cycle up there's lakes to swim in thailand's a very friendly place very safe uh, country to, to visit very tourist friendly uh, it's very affordable for Western economies. Thai Fruit Festival mm. is running for two weeks, so just come and eat with us, sit down with us, train with us, talk with us. We'll be there full-time, answer any questions, uh, bring your bike along, come to the markets. There's vegan restaurants there. There's everything. You know, Bring your kids, bring your family, whatever. Thailand's a great location for holiday. 
It's a very cheap place, good shopping, whatever. Thailand's awesome. So we're going to have the Thai Fruit Festival, a free event. Um, yeah, just Beautiful. anything you want to learn about lifestyle, man, it's going to be taught there. And we're going to do it for free. Mm-hmm. So a lot of mm-hmm. time you'll meet. Wonderful. Yeah, that, that's, that's our goal. And even if you see us in the street, anywhere in the world, if you see us in the street, come up and talk to us, introduce yourself, ask your questions, you know, ask some questions. We'll, we'll answer them to our best mm-hmm. ability. A lot, of, a lot of times you'll meet people you see on YouTube, you'll meet them in real life or whatever, and it's such a letdown because you realize that they're just so fake. They don't care about you. They just want, what about money and fame or whatever. But we like to be genuine and real. So if you see us in the street, please stop and talk. And if you've got any questions, ask us. You know, there are so many people yeah. you meet in real life I, and you, they were disappointed. I really feel the sense of freedom from you over there. Like the sense of freedom and really deeply connected with joy and freedom. And I love that. And it's the year of the horse. So it's perfect to have you <laughs> on the show. Um, the Chinese, you know, zodiac year is the year of the horse. Um, and so, Harley, I'm feeling moved to ask you right now in this moment. What You know, I have lots of people coming to me who are doing what you're saying, you know, like they're living this sort of fake kind of life and they don't want to be. What was it in you? Because I can really feel you living from your heart. Was there a turning point for you or were you always like this? Like what was it, what differentiates you from somebody who is looking at animals who are being hurt and saying, I want to help them, I want to help them, but I don't know. And that's why I said courage before, but I can't do it or I won't do it or I don't want to or I don't have the time or, you know, all the reasons that come up. What differentiates you from one of those people and how can you inspire them in these last few minutes to to live as you are. I mean, a lot of people would love to be free from the chains of money and, you know, and eating food that they're not sure about and don't feel good about. So do you have any anything to say to that? Well, I'd say even if, you know, I might come across free and whatever, but we all live in the money system, so we all need a few dollars to get by. But I would say, you know, if there was a competition, I could live on the littlest money in anyone in the Western, in the Western system and still have a good time. Because I'm just, I love living the simple lifestyle. I, I don't know if it's like a, a, a mental health issue or whatever, but I just love living the simple lifestyle. <laughs> I, I, I would prefer to sleep on the beach than in the best hotel on earth or whatever. I remember going to Club Med in Malaysia. People are like, oh, you went to Club Med? I went to Club Med. I slept on their beach. I didn't sleep in the hotel. And I'm like, I've got the best bed in the house, man. I'm on the beach, I'm watching the, the sunset and the moonrise. I'm here when the turtles call up the beach at night time. I'm in the best place here. So you just got to, everyone's got different goals, right? But why have I become such a simpleton in my lifestyle? I think it's because I, I knew a lot of rich people when I was a kid. Um, or, you know, I just meet a lot of rich people and I just sort of see that they were constantly trying to base their worth on meaningless material items. Like they get a Mercedes, right, and or a brand new Porsche, and it's two years old, and then their friends got a, a you know a tennis club. They got the latest Porsche, and you'd see their face, and, and I'm like, hey, you, you got a Porsche, man, it's enough or whatever. But they wasn't enough for them, so they're constantly chasing this illusion that material assets. You know, we we work in the, the classic saying, we work in jobs we hate to buy crap we don't need to impress people we don't even really like. We work in jobs we hate to buy crap we don't need to impress people we don't really like. So many people are caught up in that. 
the acquisition of meaningless material mm. items so people can base our worth on. It's, I think once you get out of that cycle and just be happy having time to do what you want to do, but you've got to have goals because a lot of people just, they might quit something but they're like, what do, what do I do next? And then you get caught up in the, the status quo march. So you, by having goals right. and following your heart, you've got to follow your heart. Every decision you do, follow your heart. People say, if I follow my heart, I'll get burnt. Man, if you don't follow your heart, you'll get to you know some point in your life and you, you'll be guilty of a wasted life. You've got to follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone's got some regrets. That's fine. That's the past. You know, you, you just got to right. live in the moment it's kind and of have like goals. A it's, yeah, and it's kind of like a short-term solution. You know, you might be safe for a few moments not following your heart because you don't put yourself out there, but in the long term, what kind of quality of life will you have if you keep your heart closed and, and, and not follow it, as you said? So, okay, thanks, Harley. So eat bananas, eat really good, high-quality carbs, and uh, follow your heart, and write down your goals, and, and you know, and watch them, and see where you're where you're going with that. And get outside and, and meditate. How you're, how you're doing. Get outside and yeah. do active meditation by walking or cycling or in the wheelchair or swimming. Just get outside and do active meditation every day for a few minutes. I love that, active meditation. I like that. So you don't need to be sitting down. You could be moving in that meditative state. It's just quieting your mind, isn't it? Is that how you would define meditation? Yes, sit down meditation is a start. The next level is active meditation. Moving meditation. That's the next level. I love that. Cause it's yeah, because then you can get somewhere. You can actually go quickly and, and still be in a meditative state. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the best way to live. When, when you're sitting down, that's pretty easy. But when you're moving in traffic or you're out there or your, your legs are burning or whatever, to be able to calm your thoughts when there's extra resistance, that's the next level. Anyone can sit down in lotus position mm-hmm. and chill out. But when you're doing some movement, that's a bit more of a challenge. But you get more gains there. You get more gains. Right, and you can live your whole life like that if you learn how to move and be meditating at the same time. And take nothing personally. Right, I love that. Well, thank you, Harley, so much for joining me today on my birthday and for all of the work you do and for being a wonderful example of living in integrity and shooting from the heart and speaking the truth and making us all laugh. I find you very funny. So (laughs) you've given me a lot of giggles and joy in my life as well. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate it too, Gina. Thanks a lot. Remember, every day is our birthday. Every day could be our last. So live hard today. Do it. I love you. Thank you. (laughs) We'll talk again then soon, Harley. Thank you for joining me today. Cheers, Gina. Okay, bye for now. Bye. Muted. Okay, my friends, what an amazing show. 